another week, another episode. Welcome back to We Love Gymnastics. Um, hope you're doing well. Hope your Pride Month has been going great. The heat is killer. I can't do this. I would love to live in Antarctica immediately, please. In this episode of We Love Gymnastics, we um, we did something different. You know, we were just like, I just sent Tiki a text and I was like, hey, if you're bored, you know, we're bored. I just got off work. Come join the conversation. And so she did. And Miss Tiki, as always, did not hold back. Once again, Tiki, thank you so much for coming on the show. You were awesome. As always, the conversation was exceptional. And I can't wait for our next conversations because I know that'll be just as great. So now, if you can hear the breathing in the background, that's Klaus as always. Klaus, anything you want to add? Amazing. Um, once again, we're running a promotion. You can buy some of our new merch line if you go to addictsinc.org. And if you spend more than $40, girl, you get free shipping. And who doesn't love free shipping? I'll tell you who. Bad people. Bad people don't like free shipping. You know why? Because they're bad. A lot of people would be scared. A lot of people would be scared. I really hope we've had a great week. We had an exceptional weekend. And I cannot wait to, I don't know, see you in the next one. Okay, don't forget, um, we're going to be having a lot of surprises coming up. So you might want to subscribe for, you know, the insight tidbit on that. And as always, I hope that you today, tomorrow and always come from a place of yas. Enjoy it. Happy Pride. Tiki's here. Happy Pride, everybody. How are you guys? And welcome our special guest, Tiki. Hello, hello, oh. hello. I, I missed like, you guys. I, I was like, Tiki, you bored? Come on. Yeah, I was like, Tiki, you bored? Just come on. You know, I'm always ready. Born ready. <laughs> I want to start this yes. by talking about the NIL Awards. Just really quick. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm part of the party that was because I was driving and watching. Literally, I was driving and watching. <laughs> Probably illegal, but it's fine. <laughs> I told Tiki, I was like, I, Darion was robbed. But the thing is, like, absolutely. As she said, the the people who won, exceptional. They they really were like Chloe Mitchell that does playbooks. Like I didn't even realize that was her because her and Darian were roommates. And, and until I saw her receive the awards, I was like, oh, cause she's so humble. And she was just in the room, like she just regular, ordinary people. And like, like Darian has been on her podcast, like love her. And then Sharif O'Neal and his, um, that his NFT, listen, his NFT tells stories. It gives you insight to like family stuff. You can buy jerseys and merch from his um, NFT collection, and then you can do meet and greets. Like it does a lot. Like I did not know NFTs can do all that. I told you. Can you guys explain to to the stupid person like me who don't know what the hell an NFT is? So NFT- because I know it's a way that you can make 
a profit off of your platform, but I just don't understand what it is. So an NFT is a non-fungible token. Essentially, it is something that has a value attributed to by the uh, blockchain or, or like or the uh, what's called the uh, you know like like Bitcoin, Ethereum, that sort of thing. And it is a, a way to kind of sell collectibles that are non-existent. Anything like a picture from like, you know, or a video or memes or anything like, for example, um, anybody who's been in a meme, like the, like Michaela uh, Maroney Unimpressed, that could be minted and turn it to an NFT. And so you can then profit from it mm. from anybody who wants to buy like an original copy of the image. Now, the problem that comes with that, that many people are like, oh, you can just like, right click and save. No. Yes, you can do that. But it will not be an original copy that you are that you're buying. Right. Buying the original from from the horse gives it value that it makes it a minted original, essentially. What? Well, yeah. But we're gonna be ready for this next set of NFTs that come out. <laughs> I have ideas. I have ideas, and I've told you. I've told you this. But even like the NIL summit. Like, y'all know I wasn't supposed to be here that, right? But, you know, I was there. <laughs> not, not I hadn't planned on it, but Darian was like, they want me to be on this panel. So, girl, you know, I got to be cute. Can you come do my hair? And then she... I went and met with some people. I would meet with some people. And it was daylight when we went in here. And next thing I know, Darian was calling me. It was almost 10 o'clock. She was like, where you at? And I look outside and it was dark. And I was like, oh, Lord. But I met and made connections with so many people. She did too. Like this was one of the best things that she could have done. And she mm-hmm. looked fucking flawless. Thank you. Always, Thank you. Always. That dress, you. your honor, it was giving everything it was supposed to give. And it was it was designed specifically for her, right? It was a mm-hmm. piece, basically. Yeah. One of my friends um made it because she saw that dress somewhere and I think it was like four thousand dollars. Who paying four thousand dollars for that? Okay. I was like, let me let me my girl tip. Um, drop the name, drop, drop the name, because she needs that, that her, girl. Her, it's, it's Tip Hood Designs. Um, she lives here in, in Atlanta, but she works with me in Florida, so she still comes to Florida to do hair. I've known her for, like, forever. Um, we worked together years ago, and um, I was just like, I've been trying to get Darion to let Tip design stuff for her. She did that. And she did, and I don't think she will ever buy a dress or anything else from any any other place Tip is like not her permanent designer. Because there's just something special about having something specifically made for your body, like for you. I mean, Okotor mm-hmm. is, is, people think Okotor is a high fashion. Yes, but Okotor essentially means it's made specifically for you. <coughs> and mm-hmm. that, it hugged her in all the right places. Yeah. She looks so radiant. And just, Thank you. Some, somebody said to me, he was like, Tiki. That red carpet had Darion's name etched on it. Like she could not wait. Like I think since she was a little girl, Darion has wanted to walk the red carpet. And I, I'm gonna have to tell her coaches like now when they introduce the athletes, y'all gonna have to have some red carpet out there because like a tiger print, <laughs> tiger print carpet. Please. Now that she's got it, something because like, like like yeah, she had the time of her life. She deserves she it. Really did. She deserves yeah. it. So let's talk about a little bit about her collection. Because uh, okay. I, the gymnasts involved in this collection, iconic. I mean, iconic. Oh my god! Like Amari Celestine. So many. Just really quick, that toe. <laughs> love it. Love, love it. Love it. Yeah, 
Yes. I, and I love her. She reminds me so much of Darion as a freshman. Like I watched her at a lot of meets and I'll say, oh my gosh, like that is my child. Like she dances on the sidelines. Like she was every bit of Darion as a freshman. Like I love her energy, but like, I like her mom too. Like, like I, we chose people. Um, and, but then of course, like the ones that we chose to work with, like I introduced myself to the parents. Like, so her mom is amazing. Um, I, I just, I love Amari. Her and Dariana are coaching the camp in a couple of weeks. Ooh. Well, next week together. So how, how was that process? How did you guys go about choosing the gymnasts that were involved? So I think for a while, Darion kind of felt like she flew under the radar. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to choose girls, not that they were not good, but girls that may not have like a huge platform or people that she felt like needed to be seen on a different level. Um, and this girls that like she like Darion, she has fans, but Darion is a fan of a lot of these other gymnasts. Like she loves them. Um, so we there was girls that we looked at that, you know, we thought made a splash this year. Um, going into their freshman year. Um, there were girls that we reached out to that didn't respond. Like, of course, she wanted Trinity and Naya, um, and they just didn't respond. And so we we chose other girls. But then it was like recently, because it was just going to be like eight to 10 girls in the beginning. But then when we had a conversation with um, Stuart, who created the NFT, we were like, mm-hmm. well, do we have to leave it at eight? Can we just open it up? And he was like, absolutely. And so then we decided that we we're going to not even just leave it at gymnasts. Like now we're going to add swimmers. We're going to do tennis. We're going to do, um, we're going to do the track and field girls. Like she's going to add, because she has friends that do every sport. And she mm. was like, I want to honor all the black girls that I look up to or that I think are amazing, whether they do gymnastics or not. So that. most recently, um, we just added on um, <coughs> the girls from Fisk. Yay. So, you know, I was just like, they, they need to be seen. Like, I just don't think people are making enough noise about Fisk. I'm so excited. And that bothers me. Absolutely not. And I feel like yeah. people are kind of like, because Fisk this season isn't one of a, a, a um, Division One school, People are kind of like confused why some of the top girls are choosing to go to fifth instead of Can we talk about the other schools. Yes, but, please. Who wants to go first? I mean, but why would they not? This is the issue that I that I please, have. Please, please, because please. when we were when we had been planning this for years, mm-hmm. and a lot of people pretended like they wanted it to happen, and, and like they pretended well. They was just like, oh, we're all for this until it happened. And then when it happened, people got quiet. No, put your money where your mouth is because you were saying all of this and what you were going to do when the team started, like donate, Mm -hmm. like help out, reach out, see what, see what you can do to help. And then, so like, I see a lot of people that were just like, well, why would, um, what's her name morgan morgan price That's like why would she why would she leave arkansas and it's just um, a loss for why arkansas would she leave an ac school right and i tell people like that has like like that has nothing to do with arkansas and i was like so when has competing at an hbcu become a bad thing like why can't we just choose to represent us 
at a school that's for us and celebrate us without it, being a, without it being an issue. People don't understand the magnitude of being able to continue your athletic career at an HBCU. Like, and, and there will always be that disconnect because it's just willful ignorance. And, and, and yeah. even I don't fully comprehend the, the magnitude of it, but I, I am not ignorant to it. It's, I know right. the immense just pride and the tradition of it all. It's just, it's, it's, it's next level. Because unlike right. traditional colleges, HBCUs are so interconnected in a way that is yes. beyond words. It, it's such a, it, it's more so than family, it is like a bloodline kind of thing. Right, right. And especially at Fisk, because at Fisk, a lot of those, a lot of Fisk alumni, like their children go to Fisk. Like it's a whole, like you said, it's a bloodline, it's a family thing. And I just don't, then I had to think about it. I was like, I can't expect anyone to understand how it feels when we are around each other. That's a different type of feeling. Like, not like, not like Darion has an issue with going to Auburn and there's black, but most of the black people that are there are athletes. But when she goes somewhere, like like at at this NIL conference last night, they took them to um, this place called the Culture Experience downtown Atlanta, mm -hmm. and it was like all of the black movies, like Friday. <coughs> um, it was like 106 in Park, and they they took all the black athletes. Like my daughter was so excited, like to to be embraced by people that look like her. That was the whole reason for her Black Girl Magic NFT collection, because this is a different feeling, especially growing up in a sport where you're the only black athlete. And then mm -hmm. when you see other athletes like you, you're excited. Like I, I think back to before Darion came to college where I would see at nationals, all the black girls at nationals would take their traditional picture at the dinner with all the black athletes. And like, that's crazy to me. Cause that's like the only time when they all got together and they could see each other and like, celebrate each other like that should not be a thing and it's the same thing like the girls at florida like their loves them you would think that those are her sisters those are her teammates when they mm -hmm. came to auburn they all took a picture together and like she loves them she will cheer for them they cheer for her and it's just like they're on the same team and people don't understand it's just like being at a family reunion <laughs> that's all like, that's the only thing that i can you know compare it to but I had one girl that's going to Fisk. She was a she's an amazing athlete, and she um, she had some offers, and she wasn't gonna continue her gymnastics career because she was gonna go to an HBCU or quit gymnastics. Mm -hmm. And somebody reached out to me, and I reached out to them, and I was like, "No, we can't do this to this baby. Like, she has to come to Fisk." Mm -hmm. And like, I'm so grateful that she has this opportunity because like we shouldn't have to decide whether or not we want to continue gymnastics or go to an hbcu and it's, like we shouldn't have to do that in the fact that there is now a chance like even you know at the end of the day even if it doesn't perform as we hope it does it's still the the, the magnitude of the opportunity itself like that means it means the world and mm -hmm. i really really implore for any of our white listeners or viewers to put aside your bias and for maybe like 30 minutes or, or whatever you have, 15 minutes, really like look into HBCUs and try to 
put yourself in someone else's shoes. Like if you had not the opportunities that you have as a white person and, you know, all the colleges are open to you and like blah, 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 blah. Imagine yourself having, you know, just none of the opportunities and then being given an opportunity to continue your career somewhere where like, it's just you, you know, it, it's, it's, it's like your, your family, your, your grandparents went to this college and, they're, you're now able to continue your career there because they offer gymnastics now. It's, it means the world. And the fact that they have a Latina member now, please. That part. Please. Love her. And that's the thing. Like, people think, like, I've seen so many people comment and they're like, oh, well, I hope that they're going to, you know, include some other people. And I, I hope that we're going to see a variety of people at a HBCU. Not saying that it won't happen, but I'm like, do you feel that strongly when you see one of these gymnastics teams that have no black girls? Like, do you call them out and say, I would love to see some more color on your team? I need to see some more black girls on your team. Like, why is it that they only have something to say when it's us? Like, people need to understand HBCUs are not exclusive. If they if they do the research, you'll no. see that there are a lot of Caucasian people at HBCU, they're inclusive, <coughs> but, these, but these are the people, yeah, but these are the people that don't have an issue with us and they see us for who we are and they don't mind being at an HBCU. So, can I mean, I give, can they give an example of why some girls may choose to go to an HBCU over a mainstream program? Because if you know, if, if they're in the locker room and a teammate decides to just start randomly saying the N-word in the song one day, right, and then they decide to go to the head coaches <laughs> and to the coaching staff of a very liberal university, the most liberal, supposed to be on the forefront of progressive issues, and, this, and the Black athlete gets no... Um, you know, outcome. So then the other black athletes then take it upon themselves to keep the movement going and do interviews and stuff. And they get berated and, you know, act like they're, you know, the bad guy, even though the original person who it happened to has decided to turn tail and kowtow and not say nothing. So then, you know, now, you know, when the head coach do get fired, then everybody turns on said black athlete and says she's the problem and she got this man fired and she was being spoiled and she was being the bully and she couldn't just kowtow and let things go the way they expect us as black people to do all the damn time. So maybe that's just the reason why you... Hypothetically. hypothetically now. Hypothetically. Maybe that's the reason why, you know, some black gymnasts would choose to go to an HBCU yeah I, I could see that and you know what the thing is like i see a lot of people that were like saying that she should have spoke up or she was saying that he was racist and 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 i had like i stopped saying anything um when it came to that because i was just over it but then i, I had to like interject because i was like she never said he was racist no she said what the other gymnast said was racist, was racist and that they didn't take care of the situation like they should have like that was the truth like never one time did she ever say he was racist no. 
Never one time. And Tiki, let me get your opinion on this because I'm I'm starting this new campaign of, and I'm not saying that I'm a Republican. I'm not a Republican. I'm damn sure not a Trump person. But there is a secret uh, 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 issue in being a Democrat and being a liberal. And I'm calling it liberal racism. And that is the expectation of black people to always, you know, turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek. For us to not make too much of a fuss, for us to, you know, then you're the angry black woman. Correct. For for you to always, you know, be that good girl and to, you know, be a team player and do what's best for the country or what's best for the team or show up though, but show up and vote for us. But you know, but then you know, get us elected, but then you know, fall back and you know. Don't make too much noise. And and, and I kind of feel like the situation that happened at, at I'm going to call them out, UCLA, is the perfect example of what I'm talking about when I talk about this liberal racism that needs to be addressed. This is why, and I'm not trying to turn this into politics, but I really feel like this is why a lot of Black people just don't vote because we don't feel like there's nobody we can trust. Like, I'm not going to, like, yes, one side is calling me a nigger, but the other side is telling me, don't be mad that they called me a nigger, right? So it's like, who didn't do you trust, right? Not only that, but like, they're literally enacting enacting laws to make it harder for people to vote. I mean, in, in Atlanta, for example, in Georgia, okay? There are some people that don't have cars and can't even get to polling stations, not to mention mm-hmm. that the polling stations that are open are towns away. Okay, absolutely. And then they're not open at times when people who do work are able to go vote, and then you can even get people in line water or snacks. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's it just it seems very contrived and very very um what what is the what is the word I'm looking for very um racist, very like yeah. like you know on purpose, but. I mean, I mean, it's very intentional. It's that, very that's intentional. the word. That's the word intentional. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but you know what, though, for us, we just get and then this is just how I look at it. Like, we just got to keep showing up yeah. and we just got to keep putting in the work because, yeah. like, if I can tell y'all how many people when Darian was growing up, didn't think she belonged at Lakewood Ranch Gymnastics because she was the only black girl or when she was at the other gym. Um, where when she would go into the dance room, the, the dance teacher called me and said that she had to snap on the class because she realized whenever she brought them in that Darian would be segregated. She would be sitting by herself and all of the other girls would be, you know, in another group somewhere else. I mean, we had people that said, you know, they didn't feel like, you know, Darian belonged there or I was the only, you know, of course, the only black um, parent there. So as soon as I spoke up, of course, when we say something, we're the angry black female. Yep. So um, I, they can label me what they want to label me. Nobody's going to shut me up. Nobody's going to shut me down. I'm going to say what I have to say. If you like it or not, it, that's just what it is. And um, Michaela, you're right. Like people expect us to always turn the other cheek. People expect us to save the world. Black women are always too loud. We too ghetto. We too that. But then when something happens, we're the first ones that they call on. We're the first ones that they want to march. We're the first ones they want to boycott. We're the first ones that they want to set up 
and do everything. I mean, look at Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams single-handedly saved that election in, in Georgia. And she's going to do it yeah. again. She, she's she's going to be the next governor of Georgia. Mark my words. Yeah. And I'm here for it. Yeah. She ain't playing no game. Marzetta Frazier single-handedly made this issue at UCLA a public thing that everybody knew about. Without her taking this issue on her back, this would still be, you know, a secret. Because we weren't allowed. Okay. And we're going to be honest. We were going to talk about it on the show during our original roundtable, right? But the person who was actually it happened to, her and her mother decided to back out at the last minute. I'm not going to say who it was. They just decided not to, they don't, they didn't want to talk about it or whatever, right? So then, you know, we couldn't talk about it the way we was going to talk about it because the person who it happened to wasn't here, right? So then it was going to be like, third-party speculation. It so would have been appropriate to then, speak for someone else. Correct. So then Mars took it upon herself. She was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, talk about this on the Amanda Seal podcast. Like, it's going to get out there. And I feel like because Mars did, UCLA had to do something about it, right? They, they chose to use the bad season, but we all really know why every, why Chris Waller got fired. It was because of you know, whatever. I mean, he made the AD look bad. Bad, bad. No, you know what? I can't say that because I feel like the AD made himself look bad. True. Because I'm going to tell you, everybody kept saying to me, oh, well, Tiki, it's going to be okay. Because what's his name? Martin or whatever his name is? Mark Garman or something like that. Mark Garman. Mm -hmm. Is that the black man? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So everybody expected him to ride in on his black horse and save all the black people. He didn't do none of that. I had no faith in him when I started looking into different things. I was like, yeah, no, he ain't finna do nothing. And I just didn't say nothing. I just knew he wasn't finna do nothing for us. I had zero faith in him, but everybody kept saying, no, you know, he got this, he gonna do this. And I was like, okay, he did nothing. Because let me tell you something. What did you say last time? I couldn't... Skin folks is not mean kin folk. Exactly, exactly. So for me, it couldn't have been me. Because I just let it go. You cut out. I do feel like, now I'm just going to go ahead and put this out here. I feel like um, Chris didn't, I think maybe he did as much as he could do. I think just as much as the gymnasts were being silenced, he was being silenced as well. Because what about the people above him? What about his boss? She didn't do anything. What's her name? Christina? No, she's she was, Chris, whatever uh, her name assistant was. coach. No, BJ no. Dawes. That's no, the no, other one. No, I'm talking about the, no, oh, um, um, Chris Waller's boss. Like, I think her name was Christina or something. It's uh, Oh, um, not Conforti. Not Christina Conforti. But, 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 but I'm saying like his boss. Yeah. When, because I couldn't have been the athletic program director. Because right. I wouldn't yes, have sat I there and about. let that all go down the way it did. Like no, somebody should have yes, stepped in and I agree. It up. So if Chris didn't do his job, I just feel like there was something somewhere where he couldn't. Because I'm not taking the fall for everybody and losing my job, baby. No, ma'am. No, I remember. That's not what's go, it's not going down the, like that. And and this is the other thing. This is the other thing. As a black person, I'm going to sit up here and say this. Chris Waller, when we were at nationals. 
Chris Waller was the first coach to, to say something to us. I don't feel like Chris Waller is racist. I don't think at he's all. racist. But I feel like he, he made racist. a bad decision. I that's how I feel. I feel like he handled the situation poorly. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I what I do feel is racist though, and I'm gonna be honest, is the situation as a whole is racist. Not any individual person. It's that's right. what it is. It's the system. Right. The system showed its racist face. That's what the racism is. Not any individual person, right. but that what actually happened was racism. racism that's at all. What, systemic racism. Right. That, that's what that's what I don't think a lot of the you know non black people and the non people of color really understand. Right. Nobody is saying Chris Waller is racist. Nobody's saying Chris Waller can't be reformed. Chris Waller could very well have learned a very valuable lesson on how to handle a situation at another school. I'm sure, I'm sure he, I'm sure he did. Cause that was like, that <coughs> man, I, 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 like I kind of felt bad for him later on. Cause like he took the heat I mean, and I feel like he took the, I, I think he, took I the do fall too. I feel like he took the fall him. for the people above. Him. Right. Because, because once you realize that he couldn't do what he needed to do, <coughs> or he wasn't allowed to do what he needed to do, then his superiors should have stepped in. There's no way that should have been it shouldn't have just been left the way it so was speaking of I, I, so, even, so, all, so all of them uh, i blame them all hold on before we even move on yeah. at this i'm sorry but even before he even got because if we if we're going to be honest before they even told chris they went to other coaching staff right so you know chris waller took the blame for the assistant coach chris waller took the blame for the choreographer they went through several channels before they even went to chris and then when they went to chris they went through several channels before they went to the higher up to the AD. Like it's just, it's, it's, that's the issue. It's the system. The system was racism, not individual people made bad decisions, which led to a racist situation. That's what racism is in 2022. Racism isn't like the KKK stringing you up a tree, which I mean, racism is, I mean, it still happens. Like, like, let's not say that it don't happen. It still happens. I, it still happens. happens. But the majority of racism is you're stuck in an institutionalized system where you know you've been wrong and, and everybody is telling you, baby, just suck it up. It'll be right. okay. Right. That That's where I have an issue. Like, why do we got to keep sucking it up? No, let's just correct this so it doesn't continue to happen. That's my problem. Everybody want to sweep it under the rug. Correct. No, we we need we need to go ahead and nip this in the bud, Reform. so it doesn't roll over to the next generation. You have, you have to break the wheel. Okay. Break the wheel. Which yep. I, I and I, I I don't know if I should ask you this right now, but there's been a lot of speculation. We've talked about it. What happened at Alabama? What happened? I don't I don't go to Alabama. I know. I don't know. But I just you know, I I, I saw the whole she stepped down thing mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, so if you step down, that means you step down to a different like from the head coach to the assistant coach or whatever. But then like all of a sudden she was just taken off the roster and just everybody was just hush hush about it. So Because mm. um, there's I been reports there've been like Yeah. And I just the story that was out there, because it wasn't just it was, it was that she forged. Okay, a girl went into the office. They had a meeting. Um, she presented her with 
uh, you know, the sad truth that we have no money. We have no money for you. The they present her a document saying that she had signed an NLI for one year. Gymnast was able to produce an NLI for four years. And so, and so they found out, they told her either you step down or we fire you. Apparently, according to other podcasts who shall remain nameless, that's not the truth. And I'm just like, so then what is the truth? Because she, yeah. she has signed on an extension for three more years. So now it's like Dana Duckworth was the thesis. Like, what, what <laughs> happened? Because no one, no one just willingly steps down from that sort of position. Unless and, absolutely and, not. And, and, and especially not her. Not her. No, absolutely. But not. I just think she whatever clearly got fired, clearly got fired. They what? clearly gave her a choice to either you know step down or be fired publicly. Like Manfred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what though? But you know, you know what they say: what goes around comes around. Um, and I and I just feel like too much went on. They allowed her to do too much. Her ego was too big. And she felt like she was untouchable. And she finally got into a situation where they could not help her. And like, they didn't have a choice because from what I understand, NCAA got involved. So, I mean, it, it was mm. bigger than just Alabama. Cause so, it's one thing you know, to have it like, you, behind closed doors and like, you know, have the, you know, people, uh, Nick Saban and all them like protect you. There's nothing to have like the, the powers that may be then be like, no, you have to be done, done. Right. Out. So, yeah. And I think like they created a monster and, you know, she was never held accountable for anything. So I blame Alabama for that because yeah. mm. y'all let y'all let that stuff go on for way too long. But I mean, it's it's over now. They have Ashley. I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited. Uh, OK, but I'm not. Let me tell, let me tell you guys how I truly feel about these issues. <laughs> The eye and roll, it's even the eye for roll for me. It's the eye roll. And it's the, even it's for Elite. And I know you want to get into Alicia Sacaroni. So this is the perfect tech way for you to get into the net Elite. It just feels like even when they hire the former gymnasts to be in these new positions, it's the same thing with Chris Waller. They just hire soldiers of the system that's already who are already a part part of the system who won't speak out against the system. Like, it's the same thing with Courtney Capetz. I feel like Courtney Capetz knows what's wrong with U.S., with um, with, with Georgia's gymnastics. They just won't allow her to do what she needs to do to fix the system. And because she's a part of the system, she won't shape the table and, you know, really do what needs to be done. So she gets stuck in this lose-lose situation over and over and over again. And I feel like that's the same thing they're setting Ashley Priest up to do. Like, they're setting her her up to be, you know, this is Sarah Patterson's school, just do her system. And, you know, Sarah's not here. And, you know, Dana was was cool with that for a while, but, you know, Dana ain't no damn Sarah Patterson. And you just Ashley, they got to let her recruit the kind of girl she wanted to recruit. They got to let her build the kind of school they want her to build. But, you know, for whatever reason, at Alabama, they, they choose specific people that's going to continue the... To bend the knee. The, you, the, to bend the knee. 
which I mean, okay, look, I'm gonna say, and that's why I kind of feel like Chris got the position at UCLA over Jordan, because Jordan was gonna build her own school the way she wanted it to be, and Chris kowtow to you know what UCLA is supposed to be, and that's why I think Arkansas is it Arkansas? Yeah, that's what she yeah. Arkansas gave Jordan her own school. Like she was able to, and she's slowly but surely building the program the way she wanted to build with the gymnast she wanted to build. And I just want to say for everybody who's like, she's had all this time <coughs> successful. It's like she's had two years. Jordan's right. been there. Well, in three kind of COVID year, but she's been there for two. No, nothing happens in two years. Nothing happens. Right. Nothing happens in two years. Right. I'm sorry. They can even build a fucking Walmart here in two years. I'm sorry. Like it's just it's just mm-hmm. people need to relax. And she made national she made nationals in those two years. I mean, that's a big fucking accomplishment. Like the thing is like relax. If you guys need to have this expectations, not you guys, but like the gym tonight, continues to impose your own expectations on other people, you're gonna be really disappointed the rest of your life. Yeah. And plus, well, they, if she was in another in division, world. I think they would be a bigger school. But she's in the SEC, which is the hardest division, period. So like, that's already – she's in the hardest division in that in the, in the whole conference. I mean, like – You have Florida, you have Auburn, you have – it's just it's, You still – you no. have you, um, LSU, LSU, you have – You're going to have OU soon. Like That's a real gag. That's a real gag. SECs is going to be like stupid hard, right? Right. It really is. It really is. So and yeah, then, I just think well, I, I feel like Jordan went in and dismantled their system and built her own. And you know, the the, the piggyback off of what you said about Courtney Capetz at UGA, like for me, because when I saw her last, I saw her at um, regionals. Ain't no way. With everything going down and all the stuff that people are saying, I don't. My contract could have been over. They couldn't have paid me enough to deal with that type of stress. I'm going to sit down and have my baby, and I'm going to enjoy my family. They, they they could not pay me no amount of money to put up with what some of these coaches put up with, like they go through. Like mm-hmm. I can tell you from a parent standpoint, it, it, I I couldn't be the coach. Couldn't be me. Because some of these parents are crazy. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. The parents are crazy. Like the ones that want to call the coach and tell them when to put their kid in and what they should be doing. Maybe that's why they're paying the coach that money. Let that man do his job. Like I've never called any of Darion's coaches in my life. Except one time when she called me at 6 o'clock in the morning crying. And I was, <laughs> and I was on my way to Auburn. But um, <laughs> Rightfully so, but, though. Um, yeah. Right. Um, um, to your point, to your point, like when I coached at the LA School of Gymnastics, I can't even tell you the the amount. Like, it's like there is a fine line between being a concerned parent and being a gym parent, and it's, it's two very different things. Like a concerned parent, I get it. You want both of your kid. Okay, I get it. And you know what? Perfect set way. Perfect. I'm telling y'all, y'all are giving us the perfect set way to this. <laughs> To this, and I really want your opinion, Tiki, because you are a parent, you are a gymnastics parent. I'm going to ask you a very blunt question. I don't know if you know how much you know about elite, because I know you, you know, NCAA. Mm-hmm. There, there uh, you know, qualified elite when she was younger, and she decided that that was not the route she wanted to take. 
Okay. Do you know the story of Alicia Sacramoni Quinn and Michaela Maroney? No. Okay. So what happened was that after Larry Nasser effectively raped Michaela Maroney at, at Tokyo uh, 2011 Worlds, I believe it was, it, she they were in a in a, in a van going to practice, and she you know she tried to talk to Alicia about the situation, and Alicia told her to shut the fuck up and never say that about Larry Nasser. Then Michaela again lost her shit and said, he fucking raped me. He raped me. Again, she tells her to shut the fuck up. Years pass by. And of course, everything comes out of, out of the woodworks, right? Alicia says that she doesn't remember it that way. She says she doesn't remember it that way. That was in 20, I believe, 2017. Now she's asked again about the situation. And like, let's, let's be really honest. Alicia is the most public-facing part of this whole operation, right? Alicia's the one. Hold on. Wait, wait. Pause, pause. Now, take that into context now. Take that into context, right? A gymnast, a younger gymnast at the time, even though, yes, Alicia Sacramoni was a gymnast at the World Championships at the time. She was in her 20s. Michaela Maroney was, I think, 16 years old, right? So a 16, so I think a 16-year-old, maybe 17, 16 or 17-year-old goes to a 20-year-old and tells them that a grown man raped, rape is the wrong word, forgive me, YouTube, um, violated them. And that 20-year-old told that 17-year-old to shut the fuck up, right? And don't speak that way of Valeria again, right? Now, now in 2022, USA Gymnastics hired that same young lady to be the oh, she's, she's basically, oh, yeah, she's going to come back. Yeah. But, I mean, it, the athlete representative, basically. Yeah. It's, it's the most public-facing position of the entire operation because Chelsea, she's more involved with the code. She's the, she's the one who's going to you know go around and do clinics, teach the, teach the athletes how to like you know you know basically routine composition. So that's one of those things that it's like Alicia, whether we like it or not, she's the one who has to do the interviews. She's going to be in the mix on their their sticky. I think it's going to be Dan. Alicia, the one. Okay. So, I don't know how much you heard when you, when you cut out Tiki. Yeah, I couldn't hear y'all. Okay. But I, I heard y'all were saying something about um, she was asked about it again recently. Like, like, okay. So, she, she was asked about it again recently, right? But, pause. So, she was named the athlete coordinator on USA Gymnastics. USA Gymnastics hired three people to replace um, Tom, right? Um, they hired this oh this from this coach named Dan Baker. He's basically the um the, Valeria, the one the who has the who coaches the girls. Yeah, the Elemental. construct the team, the 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 person in charge. Then you have Chelsea Memo. She's the person who is there to construct the routines to make sure people have all their connection values, all their Artistry. you know getting the highest you know points they can for their routine. But then you have Alicia Sacramoni, Quinn, who is the athlete representative. She's the person who the athletes are supposed to go to if something happens. And you know what? You know what? Like I said, she owed nobody an explanation until she got that job. Like the moment she got that job, that's almost it's like no. Now you have to like tell us why the fuck you acted that way. And so then you owe you owe nobody an explanation. But now that you are the most public facing. Posi- the most public facing person in the operation, 
girl, you gotta, you, you have things to answer for. And the fact that when she was asked about it again a few days ago, she skirted over the fact that, well, we're just trying to, like, you know, make sure that, you know, it's addressed properly, the authorities are contacted. It's like, we didn't, he didn't ask you that. He asked you what happened, and you just didn't answer it. You gave us PR. So. Yeah, I, I missed all of that. I, I didn't, I, I, I get, didn't see it. <laughs> I, no, it's okay. It's okay, you know. You got other things to deal with. Very important. <laughs> it's, it's just, how then do you give this young lady this role in USA Gymnastics? It goes back to my point earlier where it's like, people be so excited to see their favorite former gymnasts get these positions in gymnastics, but then they don't realize that these former gymnasts are machines to the system already, right? right? It's right. like... right. Right. It's perpetuating. They haven't. It's 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 Kim Damasco. It's my perfect example of everything that I'm talking about. Right. I, I'm gonna shut up because I, I'm gonna shut up. No, I, I haven't. Oh, I'm gonna shut up. I love wrong. you, Kim. But you're not wrong. It's not wrong. So I love you more, Betty Okino. That's why I'm shutting up. So that's why I'm. So her new job now is she's she's the person that's supposed to protect the girls that they come to her with issues, but she didn't protect the girls back then. So yeah. like, okay. The thing is, like, and see, I understand. The girls. thing with the, hold on, oh, go ahead. Oh, wait, wait. And, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I'm a woman, and I've been a victim of you know mm. the R word myself. So I'm going to extend grace to people. Maybe, you know, in 20, because she was a competitive gymnast at the world championships, right? World so champion. maybe she was a, she just was the world champion the year before. No, that year. She maybe, that year. yes, with the team. Maybe, maybe, maybe she was just, you know, brainwashed. Maybe she she didn't know any better, right? I could give her that that because she was, you know, in in the, in the midst of the storm, right? So I could give her that grace, right? But what my issue is, though, now is that everything has come out, right? I think people would forgive you if you just said, you know, you know, I didn't know any better. I thought, you know, I didn't. It didn't happen to me, so I didn't assume it happened to anybody. I thought, you know, maybe she was being emotional because she was scared of all. I don't know, like. But you know, something is better than to say skirt over that issue because that is a big thing. Like that for me, it's because the girls in that 2011 team at that world championship said that world championship was the worst. Like whatever happened was the worst. For me, it's the fact that she said, I will answer any question. I'm ready to answer any question. And when she's asked the question, PR. She wasn't ready. And the thing is like, she's not going to get sued in the, the agreement that it came to is that she, the USAG can no longer be sued for what happened. So it's like, no. she has no, she faces no legal repercussions, even if you choose to answer the question. So you, you can't sit there and be like, I will answer any question, bring it to me. I got drunk when I applied for the position, blah, 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 blah. It's like, well then if you're being this candid about this, can you be candid about the pressing matter? Yeah. And you know, what's so sad? Like I, I talked to, like a lot of these gymnasts, like people have no idea what these girls go through. And, you know, um, 
I, I talk to my daughter about a lot of things. When it's during season, like I'm there every Thursday night, making sure, you know, her she has the proper nutrition, make sure her laundry done. Cause I want her to worry about nothing but school and gymnastics. That is why she's able to go out there and have fun and do what she do because I make sure everything else is done. But I've talked to girls um, and like they're, a lot of them, their mindset was they worked so hard to get to where they were at the time. Their family sacrificed so much. And like, it was just like, they could just deal with that, you know, because they, they this was their dream. Cause like, what was more important being on the Olympic team or telling what this man did. Like, like they worked their mm -hmm. entire lives to get to where they are. And that's sad that they had to make that choice. Yeah. Kiki, I'm gonna ask you, a, hold, hold on, hold on, Alex. I, I, got, I got a gymnastics parents here. I got another theory that I'm working on that I get in trouble for a lot. <laughs> but as a parent, I think you, you have a better perspective on this than most people would, actually. Mm. I have a certain theory, right? Mm. Now, as a parent, again, you could be, again, I, I'm not going to repeat myself. So my theory is that a lot of the girls from the 08 team have to be hiding something, right? Something very big that will really bust or bubble on this whole everything with USA Gymnastics, right? Because a lot of the girls from the 08 team says that nothing ever happened to them publicly, right? I'm not just making this up. I'm not speculating. When asked, has anything ever happened to you? Like, you know, anything. Almost all the girls from the 08 team who have said anything said, no, it has never happened to them, right? So my thing is, how can people be doing stuff from 1980-something all the way to to 2005 when 16, certain girls 16. made the national team. 2016. Huh? To 2016. No, let me stop. Stop. No, no. To, to 2005 when certain girls made the national team from 2005 to 2008 completely stopped. Completely stopped. And then from 2009 to, to 2016 when they finally got caught. Continued the like Something about this that just seems very off, right? And that's just something that's not ever talked about, right? It's something that every time I bring it up, I'm let that as like the crazy person, but <clears throat> I'm logical, like, and something about that just seems very off, the right? And I'm nothing. not trying to tell, the math ain't mathing, right? So right. one of the things that I thought about was a lot of the people that was on the national team in that quad, their parents were their coaches, right? Nastia Valeri was his coach. Chelsea Andy was his was her coach. Um, what's the young lady that won the silver medal in 2006? Um, she was from Germany. Um, Giannis Bieger. Her her mom was her coach, right? Um, so a lot of the part of USAG, which is Sam Patrick's uh, mom. Um, mom. Mark yeah. Marvin Sharp was known what was found out to be a pedophile. I mean, he he they, he committed suicide in jail. So it's like it's, it's, to your point, Hold on. Not, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Hold on. let me finish. 
So as a parent, now this is my question. We're a coach, right? And you were a and your child was athlete, right? Let's say Darian chose to go the elite route and you were her coach, right? So how the, so I don't even know how to ask this question. So as the coach, you have suspicions about a certain about certain people in USAG. So you tell them Bitch, not my daughter. If you do it, I promise you, your head will fucking die, right? And she would. She that's would a, that sounds but about then, what I would say. <laughs> correct. Cause, cause but then, though, you have other girls who aren't your daughter who comes up after the next cycle because these same coaches have been coaching for a long time. It's just so happened that that particular cycle, their children were elite gymnasts at that particular time. So then how then do you square that circle where your child was was protected, but your other athletes weren't? Basically yeah, like Alicia and, and Allie. Like Alicia says nothing ever happened to her. But then like why But Allie is one of the main victims, right? So then how can now Mihai wasn't their father, but he was both of their coaches, right? So then how can we square that circle of he protected Alicia, but not Allie. So that just tells me that people had to have known. And it goes they back to, to Alicia known. being, you know, in this position now. And it's like, okay, like if you want to atone for what happened, then call for the investigation. And and this is the other part to this to that gag, right? A lot of the O eight team says that nothing ever happened to them. Them, but the O eight team gets at NBC. They get the position as head coaches. They get you know the YouTube channels. They get the fame and fortunes. But everybody else who says things have happened to them, they get interviews when it's about sexual abuse. But USAG says, "Fuck you, bitch. You just hold on us. Go make money somewhere else because you can't. You ain't fuck you." I mean, the Olympic champions. Hmm. You're not lying. And that's sad. That's The more you say it, it's like you're right. Like, like Nasty got the NBC like Alfie Sagal position. Like, you know, Sean. I mean, Sean. Whatever. But it's, it's one of the things. Like, the more you, you talk about it, it's, it's like it, we're not being like. What is it? We're not trying to like be like. Oh, we, we need to know. It's just that there's certain things that you know. Puzzle pieces fall. This is life. this is okay. I just just just. Sean says nothing ever happened to her. Gabby, Every time Gabby. there's a, uh, but Gabby says it did happen to her. Gabby won the Olympic champion. USA gymnastics that like Gabby Douglas never happened. Whereas right. Sean Johnson, always invited, who won balance beam, who was a great gymnast, is 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 pushed up as the one of the greatest gymnasts mm-hmm. ever happened. Even Ali Raisman. If you slowly realize they've kind of washed her off of USA Gymnastics. Because she didn't bend the knee. And they're going to do it to Simone when Simone finally retires. They need her now for the ratings. But once they don't need her, they're going to wash her away. And as long as SUNY don't say much, they're going to always 
propel her as the Olympic champion of the Olympic champions and watch why them Dominique uh, Mucciano did not get the position. Uh, Alicia did. Because Correct. Because Dominique Mucciano was trying to be the athlete representative. But Dominique Mucciano been speaking up on USA Gymnastics forever. And that's one thing that really irked me about something that Jessica from Gymnastics said. She kind of laughed like, they're never going to hire Dominique Mucciano because she spoke out against USA Gymnastics. And that in itself has so much truth. It's just, it's it's one of those things like, we can't expect an organization to atone for their actions of the previous administration if they're continuously trying to silence people who speak out against it. I just feel like it won't, anybody or nobody will ever speak out against it unless it happens to their child. Yeah. When it happens to your child or your family member, then everybody, that, that's when everybody's going to be mad enough to want to speak out or mad enough to want to do something about it. But it just seems like all the parents who have had children have always protected their kids. And not protected their the other people in, on their team. See that and, and and that's why like as a parent, like Darian is twenty-two. She called me, I'm coming, <laughs> y'all already know that. I don't <laughs> care how much of an adult people think she is or why people ask how come her mom <clears throat> always, because like I said before, because she's mine and I'm going to always mm-hmm. be there to protect mine. I don't care how old they get. I think too many parents get too comfortable <laughs> just passing their children off to these coaches. Mm. Um, and, and like they all... Some of these girls have these Olympic dreams. Sometimes it's the parents that have the Olympic dreams and their child is the sacrificial lamb and their kids go through all this craziness and they sit back and act like it never happened because she made the Olympic team. And that's all like, they didn't sacrifice all this money and they just done all this stuff to get her to where she was. So, I mean, take whatever you have to take, just hush because we made it. We here, it's going to be okay. And it's not my place to speak on it at all. The one thing that really irked me about student situation is the fact that that's basically what happened. Now, it's a very cultural thing in the Hamon community to spread the wealth. You're expected to, as Hamon, as Hamon, to spread the wealth with your community. What really irks me, again, not my place to speak on it, but I, I want to, in, in, her, in her defense, the fact that she was expected then to give her money to her parents. And what really irks me and this is aside from like whatever, is the fact that it turns into guilt tripping. It turns into abusive behaviors. It turns into like them being so nasty towards her that it's it's just like she she essentially was left with nobody like other than her sister and like her mom here there. You know who the Sunni situation reminds me of is the Dominique Mucci absolutely. Situation. Absolutely, it's very it's a it's very. Similar is very par- parallel. And then you add on to some to that girl. Yeah, it's it's kind of kind of weird, and it's like it's one of those things where you really didn't know the Dominique Muciano situation until she was out of gymnastics fully, so she could really reflect. <sighs> but it's just and no, and, 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 and even that it was a very public, it was a very public like lawsuit. They went to court, like it was 
And let me tell you who else is, is very guilty in all of this. NBC. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to overlook One people. billion Because percent. NBC always, it's, it's, even now, it's like whoever the most abusive person is, for whatever reason, gets on NBC's good side, and NBC hypes them up like no other. Kinsamesco. Kinsamesco. Valeria Liukin. Valeria Liukin. It's one of those, like, what irks me most about NBC is that they continue to be like, great coach, amazing coach, blah, 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 blah. It's like, whatever you want to think about them, sure. But there are literal, like, walking individuals who are a result of this abusive environment who have then, like, have to go on and and, and wear this sort of shroud upon them. It's like, oh, you are a pupil of. You should be, oh, you're so, so lucky to be a pupil of, but... I mean, Kennedy Baker, perfect example. Kennedy Baker had her hair fucking cut off by Kim Zemesco. And that goes way, like, that, the amount of racism involved in that, beyond just, like, the implications, like, it's just, it, it, I, I, that alone, girl. Where was her mama in all of that? Because, <laughs> listen, if my child would have come home, and told me that her coach cut her hair. They didn't need a whole new building. Cause it was just like, no, like, no ma'am. Cause now I gotta go find you and I'm cutting your hair. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's going down. Like you, I don't understand. Like how was that allowed to happen to her? And nobody did nothing. And even if you can't fight, Press charges, something, but some they're like there was no consequences for her actions. No man, they were so scared because Kennedy did. It, we're we're not gonna. She made the twenty twelve Olympic trial, mm-hmm. like and a, I mean, a gorgeous, she wasn't like a gorgeous gymnast. I remember. I mean, so I mean, she was a good Olympic elite gymnast. Like she mm-hmm. had a chance. Like. A, a long shot, but she had a chance at making the 2012 Olympic team. Like, please, the double ring pike laid out. I mean, it was... And I'm sure her parents really, really... Bought into it. Wanted her, wanted that dream for her. Yeah, but I don't want nothing that bad that I'm just going to allow my child to go through anything. Because at the end of the day, like, that's trauma that your child yeah. is going to have to live with for the rest of their life. And I and I can tell you, like, I have family members that have been molested, like, when they were younger. It's traumatic. Mm-hmm. Like, they deal with that. Like, they never get past it. Most of these molesters and rapists get, like, a slap on the wrist. But these people's lives are changed forever. Mm-hmm. Like, they have mental disorders. Like, unless you live through that and know what they go through, like there, like I couldn't sit back and just know that that happened to mine. Like and arms crossed, and just like. No. Mm. And but I want to answer this. You, question yeah, but you made the Olympic team, so no. I want to answer this question it. from the comment session that um, somebody said that maybe the 08 team was paid off, but a lot of the girls were paid off, and they're still, you know, they fought those lawsuits. And who had her? Had her are her. able to. Who had that legal if he's paid by uh what's her name? Um John Legend's wife. Christy Teagan. Christy paid for Michaela so It's just legal. I don't know. It's just it's just and it's the same thing with all of these new coaches that are hiring at these programs. It just feel yes, like yes. 
they're just hiring people who's going to go along to get along, who's not here to actual because in order to change the system, you're gonna to have to sacrifice some results for a couple of years, right? Yeah. And that's not something that a lot of people are really willing to do, right? With USA Gymnastics, was what would really have what would really need to happen to fix USA Gymnastics on a larger scale is for them to fire a lot of people and to hire new people. But then that will cause USA Gymnastics to fall back. Maybe not be first. You know what? This Maybe is a perfect time even... to do it. Because the Russians are going to be a world. It would be a perfect time to do it. No, I do have a question about Amy Smith. Not hurt necessarily because we, we know the allegations. We know what happened. I want to ask you, Tiki, because you, you know NCAA. Is it... People are like, oh, they're going to have to say that a year. However, the provisions in the rules say that a gymnast is allowed to transfer schools and still be able to compete in that season with exemptions is that true because of the situation or are they gonna have to sit out i don't think they have to sit out anymore yeah i think they changed that but even the girls that are coming from the girls that are transferring from other schools even if that were the rule they would be good because clemson is not competing next season they're not competing until the following season so either way you know, uh, either way they're good it's not like but they, they did change Right. No. So they they, they did change <coughs> that rule. Yeah. Because I did read that um, there are exemptions for their granting special situations, whatever it may be. But one of those situations is a head coaching change. So mm-hmm. it's just. So next season, they get to see Alexis Jeffries finally compete for um, LSU. LSU. She could have competed this year. She could have competed this year. She could have. No, I think it was. Didn't she compete? I, I meet the Bruins. Oh, okay. But I just let's let's change gears. Let's change gears. That was he- that was heavy. That was heavy. That was a heavy one. Thank you, everybody. Is there anything that you could like a little tidbit, a little, little morsel you can give us about Auburn's next season? Because Auburn could have won the national title. Period. Mm-hmm. This year. Being there live, oh my god! Being able to like actually experience Zion's routine life was just insane. Seeing Trinity's double layout. Is Olivia? Uh, is Olivia coming there this? this oh season? yeah, yeah. Olivia's coming. This How year. is her re? If you, if you if you can speak on it, I understand if you can't. Is her rehab going well? Because that knee injury was something, girl. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I've never met her. Um, I, and and I, I can just tell you this about about me. Like, even if I asked Darion, like, anything about her teammates, like, she just don't know. She just, like, I can tell you mm-hmm. about me because she just, Darion is so about Darion. Yeah. And um, so, like, um, I think somebody said that they had training videos and she was back training maybe bars and something else. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. What I will tell you, though, is, like, Auburn has like some state-of-the-art rehab facilities and um, their their trainer, Anna. Anna is a, amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you hear me? Amazing. Because if you notice at um, Nationals, if something would have happened to one of our girls, she'd have been on Because <coughs> I was confused. Like, I didn't know who was the coaches and who was the trainers at Nationals because so many trainers had on heels and dresses. And I was like, I was confused. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was the what? Like, if something happened, 
Like, how was you going? Like, he was going to have to get down on one knee to try. I, <laughs> I was confused. But our trainer, she's on it. And, you know, she they, they, they do a lot of stuff with these girls um, to make sure that they keep their bodies in shape. Like Anna is. I, I will say that about our, our, our rehab program. And, 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 and please don't miss, like, if you're scheduled for rehab, you're going to rehab. Like they don't even they don't even play those type of games. Like Darian have to get up some mornings at six o'clock in the morning because she has rehab. My question is though, can you give us a preview of Darian's routine? Like, have you have you chosen music? No, she hasn't I had, chosen the music. I had an idea. I had, I had a dream. I had a dream. Okay. <laughs> What's your dream? My dream was that it was like an homage to HBCUs, and at the end when she puts on the crown, she takes it off and kind of points to the crowd. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like she's she's handing the crown off, and I mm. look chills, chills, <laughs> chills. That would be just like very like like marching band kind of like just uh, again. I have I have literal like goosebumps like. In, yeah, uh, that, she. Be everything. She hasn't even, um, and I asked her that all the time. I'm like, so you know, when are you going to choose music? Because my son has to cut her music, and like he has other people that. Are asking him to choreograph, and she's just like, "Girl, I got, I got plenty of time." I was like, "You, you, no. you you're about to go back to training. You have to coach these camps." She, see, I think Darian's issue is she's so used to us accommodating her. She act like she don't mm. know that DJ got other people that he has to choreograph for. He got his own stuff going on. I do want to ask so, about DJ. Can you uh, please, can you please talk to us because he is Michaela. I don't know if you know about like. He, it's just I can't even explain. Like I have, all, I have all of his CDs in my in my phone. <laughs> I listen like seriously on my way to work. I fully just immerse myself in the Christmas album, in the new album, and it's just like they're so perfectly curated in the interludes, in the way he just he's able to his musicality is next next level. Yeah, I'm just blown away because I mean. I, it's one thing to like hear about it and you know talk to you about it, but like to actually sit there with the music, with the work itself. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, he's definitely a musical genius. Um, and, and that's pretty really enlightening. Know, people, that's pretty. Really and, and people told me that like when he was younger, like the way it, if you ever ask him how he sees music, like it's like people hear notes and this and that, but the way he hears music, he hears music in colors. Me too. Does he have synesthesia? Yeah. Yeah, synesthesia. I don't know. So synesthesia is 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 uh, it's not a disorder, but it's like you you hear you see sounds and colors. Yeah. Yeah. So that's him. Like he sees he sees. That's what like, I have. And so like the way he gets his music right, he like he'll listen. He'll say, okay, this needs a little bit more purple. This needs a little bit more red. And um, somebody else told me that they were the exact same way. And they told me a long time ago, they're like, your your kid is just like a musical genius. And I was like, okay, but I just want to go to sleep at night because like he has music on until like three, four o'clock in the morning, either that or he's dancing everywhere. Like I was tired. <laughs> so, but yeah, he, he's always like, he has books and books and like he just writes music and um, like he, he just never gets tired. Like that is his therapy. Um, that and dancing and and like you could tell a lot of times when he's upset and he's trying to calm down because then he'll start dancing. <laughs> so, um, and it's just like yeah, but I I don't know what they're gonna do about comes out yes. of him. Yes, he is music. That's yes. he is music. Yes, he is. 
Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's such a privilege to even have been able to talk to him for like the very small amount of time that I got to. It's just like seeing him and just like being able to, I wish I would have gone to the concert because that concert, mm. talk about the concert for a couple seconds because that, it, it just, I can't. He, um, he did like, um, it's called a Young Artist Showcase. So he, he works at a place called West Coast Black Theater Troupe and he's been there since he was like 14. He does musical theater. So before he started working there, a girl um, from my hometown asked him to be a backup dancer at her Young Artist Showcase. And um, he said that day he had started planning his and he was just like, one day I'm going to do this. He hadn't even started working for the company yet. But like most people go and they just sing a bunch of songs, you know, that they choose. He put on a whole performance. Like his whole thing is he's the greatest entertainer and like he will entertain you. He'll tell you all the time. Like I may not have the best vocals, but I'm the best entertainer. And what? like, the he'll, vocals he'll are say, point. but you know, that's what he'll he'll say, you know, stuff like that. And he, like, he works on that a lot. They have worked on him. I mean, worked with him on that, but like, one thing about him, um, like whenever you go to anything that he does, like you're going to be entertained. My children were born entertainers. Like, and he was the one that told Darion, like, I get bored watching floor routines. We got to do something different with yours because this for one, us to sit here and just watch that. That's Michaela. Yeah, so that's Michaela. Yeah. So that's why, like, when he when he choreographed her floor routine, it wasn't just he choreographed her floor routine and he did her music. He walked her through it. He was like, right here, you got to give him this. You got to have personality. You have to do this. You have to do that. Like, he walked her through that because, you know, he was like, this got to be entertainment. And that's what she wants to, you know, she, her whole thing is, you know, I want to be an entertainer. So um, that's why she is the way she is, too. And, okay, so just real quick. The WWE. Tonight. I knew you were going there. Yes, I need to know. I need to oh, yeah. Hey, man, I need to know. Oh, please. Like, can you speak on that? Or are you not allowed to? No, I, I, I am. They announced the class. So the funny thing is, um, somebody reached out to us about that before. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you know Darion, and I think Darion looks a lot bigger on TV than she actually does in person. I, having hugged her? Yeah. Tiny. She's little. This bottle little. is bigger than her. Yeah. Like so um she was just like when they first asked her about it, she was like, Look at me. She was like, Girl, I'm little and I'm too cute for that. She was like, I'm too cute and I'm not doing that. But Darion likes the limelight. She likes to entertain. And so when they told her, you know, this is what we would do, this is what we would expect from you, you know, for this NIL process, and then hopefully their end goal is to get these athletes to come on as professional wrestlers. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, at first she was just like, yeah, no, I don't know, but we are gonna see what this is about. Cause I, I know <laughs> like, um, they, they told her as many of their events as she can attend. Like, um, they were like, she can come to like all of the events and she'll have VIP and she'll promote them. They'll promote her. And they were like, we're gonna fly her out. I was like, fly who out where? Cause she's 22 mm. where she going by herself. They, they trafficking girls. And they was like, Oh, well you can come too. Oh, cause we come as a package deal. You better believe that. So, um, there is one thing that did, cause I, I, recently there was a whole thing with two of the, uh, wrestlers that walked out during the live mm -hmm. show because they weren't being treated fairly. Mm -hmm. I know how you are. You're not going to stand <laughs> for that. I know you're not going to stand for that at, at, at all. all. In, seeing on social media the amount of support that 
both those girls got. Mm. I I just hope that there is a better treatment of athletes in the WWE. Mm. Because historically, it's been kind of... See, and I don't know what goes on behind the scenes because I'm not there, but I'm just like I had to learn gymnastics, I'm going to learn the WWE. And y'all already know, like, ain't nothing going down when it comes to Darion Goburn because then it's going to be WWE, but it won't be Darion, it's going to be me. So, so <laughs> I like, that's going to be the issue. Um, and but I just don't know. You know what the know thing is story. with the WWE, though? If 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 she takes off the WWE, pays those people a lot of fucking money. Those that people they do make stupid. I mean, I didn't realize how much wrestlers make, but they make stupid money. In the endorsements they, they get stupid money. Yeah, the main the main event roster is seven figures. Yeah, now, what is okay? Stupid. So uh, this is one question I did want to ask you. What is the not the end goal, but like, what is Darion's like? What is her like goal? Like, what what does she want to do after gymnastics? There's life after gymnastics. We've seen that. Like, what does she, she want to do? An, she wants to be an influencer. She wants to be. Um, she wants to work okay. with big brands. She wants to model. Darion just wants to. How she puts it, be Darion. Like Darion wants to just put a mark on the world. All of that. All she that. wants to leave her mark on the world like she did gymnastics. She just, she's just like, I want me. She was like, I want, I want to be a brand. Like, I want everybody to know who I am. Um, An icon the moment. After this, right. But I think um, after this summit, like, they taught them so much things. So I, I, there's a, there's a lot of things that I think she's going to go in a different direction. So, um, like, I know she wanted to start like a podcast, like, um, and talk about, you know, athletes and mental health and like the things that she's mm. gone through with some of her teammates in the past. And, you know, just talk to parents about being more supportive. Darion, have like our show. She, you can have, we love to, we'll give it to you. You can have our show. <laughs> you can have it. So, um, we'll retire. Yeah, so, so, so I think, you know, she didn't realize, she told me, when she did the panel this morning, she said, I didn't realize how much support I have. She said, I didn't realize so many people supported me and so many people, mm-hmm. you know, knew who I was and so many people, you know, listened to me and know exactly what I stand for. Um, so like I said, this, her power, like. but, but, but like for her, like she'll tell you gymnastics is what I do. It's not who I am. Like some of these girls don't know how to turn it off. Um, and they've been an athlete for so long, they don't know anything other than that. And I know um, Doc Alley has a friend who wrote this book, and it, it's a book, and I need to get it for everybody that I know that's graduating, um, like seniors in college and won't do gymnastics anymore. And it's a way, mm-hmm. it teaches them how to transition from being an athlete to just, you know, outside because a lot of them don't like they have no idea a lot of these girls have never worked in their life um a lot of mm. them don't know how to cook clean. like they don't know how to do nothing because all they've ever had to do was gymnastics and um i think the one thing that stood out oh wow <laughs> was um darion was her freshman year she said like it broke her heart when um 
think she said after Alicia Boren finished her last routine, like she just went and sat down in the corner and like broke down. Cause like that was the last time that she was gonna compete gymnastics. I, I was there. I was there that, and, that year. And do you remember like she was lashing out on social media and yeah. stuff like she didn't know how to process that. That's just how I took it. And people were like, she's being this, like she was going through something. She was transitioning and like the people, the internet, they love to tell the gymnast how to feel. They love to yep. tell the gymnast what they should do, what- And each other, and each other. It, it's like, the they are weird. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm on there, but I haven't been on there a lot, but they just have so much to say about stuff that they don't know. And they there don't are people do on the outside looking in and they have no idea what these girls go through, like mid mentally, physically, um, you know, cause a lot of people, a lot of people like Darian needs to upgrade, you know, her first pass she can, and she has. And so she's going to do what's more, what's more comfortable for her. She's going to do what's best for her body. And, um, and it's like, I'm like and these are people, these are people, right. And these are people that can't even do a cartwheel. So I'm like, you go out there and do a double lay or a full in. Cause we know that Darian can do both. She's going to do what's best for her body as a 22 year old, who's not seven and eight and 10 anymore. So she has to live life outside of gymnastics when she's done. So like, we're not going to do a bunch of crazy stuff where she can't walk or she going to have it's unnecessary. She doesn't so, have to do that. Right. So like they, they, the, 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 those people, like, I don't, I don't understand. Like I, it, it, it's just crazy to me. Or so they want to tell you how to feel when it's, when you're done doing gymnastics, they want to tell you what skill you should be doing. They want to tell the coaches how they should be coaching. They want to tell the AD how they should be doing their jobs. Like, just sit back and be a fan. Enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Enjoy it for what it is. Right. And then they wonder why. Then they wonder why these girls. Oh, well, is such and such going to come back and do a fifth year for what? So you can sit back there and degrade them again for they, like these girls see this stuff. Yeah. They see it and they sit back and they don't see nothing. See, I can't be that parent that sit back and say nothing. Because soon as. Somebody come for mine. Oh, I got all day today. Uh, it, it's on, and it's it's funny because, like, Darian goes in a group and she'll look at stuff, and she like somebody said something about what she should do, and Darian will go in there and laugh at the comments, like, cause she don't care. She's mm -hmm. like, I'm gonna do what's you know best for me, but she thinks that they're funny. She's like, do they not have jobs? Like, they don't have anything else better to do than to sit here and you know tell us what we should be doing. It, it's it's. it's and some of them I do have jobs, like, you know, with the government of some countries that they just, just be down there and just talk shit. Well, they but need another job because they got too much time on their hand. For me, it's like, I've always admired about you that not only are you that way about Darion, but it's any, any girl. Oh, yeah. Any oh, yeah. Girl. And that's something that I just, I, kudos. Yeah. Kudos. Because, like, like, a lot of these girls, like, I've known since Darion was seven when she started gymnastics. And I ain't sitting back there. Like, they're like my babies, all of them. Yeah. So, I mean, mm -hmm. you can't come for nobody on Auburn Gymnastics because, like, if their parents don't say nothing, they already know they don't have to say nothing because Tiki coming. And girls on other teams, like, you no, we just, we, we're not doing that. Like, why? One girl that I was impressed by, and she doesn't get enough credit, but Sophia Gross. Oh, oh this my thing. God. That's my girl. I love Sophia. I love Sophia. She's amazing. And, and you're right. I don't feel like enough people talked about Sophia. 
Arya, another girl. Another yes. girl. And you know what's crazy? My son, who there this this was Darion's um senior year. My one of my sons said, so and my brother, he was like, So who's that new girl? What new girl? He's like, Arya. Uh Arya's She's not been around. Arya's She's been there been for around. three years. Yeah. And I think like she was injured um part of the season last season and this season, so they didn't see, but when she came back, like she came back, came back. That lineup so, was, I mean, you know, yeah, it was. It, it's Arya starts him off and starts him off great, and mm-hmm. just sets up the platform. And then for Sophia to really, ultimately, she sets up Suni and Darion to slay. Because yes, Sophia is such a stalwart, like she's just she will give you no matter what situation it is, no matter where you're at. She could just been woken up like, suddenly. Sophia will give you a ten point routine, even if she doesn't get ten point Right. 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 She does. And, and she's one of those. Gymnasts. Yeah. She, yes. But I think, you know, is where she is in the lineup. Yeah. But yeah. She, so we, she, we, we've in been my shown opinion, with Anna Glenn. Yeah. Uh, she got a 10 lead off 10. We've seen yeah. lead off 10s all over last, last season. So yeah. That, judges. I, judges. Yeah. Come on now. Because Sophia did her thing this season. And, um, you know, I think she's going to come back even stronger this season. Um, she's got the taste. And, and, and she's she's yeah. tasted the blood now. And she wants she's yes. going to come back for it. Oof, yeah, she, yeah, Sophia definitely wants it. Sophia definitely wants it. She, she was just so confident. It's understated so confidence. Confident. And I live for that kind of confidence. Right. Because that's just yeah. quiet confidence. You can't fuck with quiet confidence. Right, right. And it was all in her smile and her facial expressions. Like I absolutely loved watching her because it was the facial expressions for me. And she's so she's so humble, like she is. Like I like I absolutely love her. She's just she's just. I think my favorite moment, other than you know, hanging out with you, was being. Cause I had my Starbucks. I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> I wasn't trying to. Do, I wasn't trying to miss anybody. To see first off, to have Suni walk in and say my name mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. say it correctly. And then mm-hmm. I was like, what? And then have Darion come in, I'm like, what? And then to ride an elevator with them and just to be like, what the fuck is my life right now? And just the fact that they're mm-hmm. so nice. All yeah. those girls. They could have yeah. been like, oh, who is this? Who is this person? But no, the mm-hmm. fact that they were just like so nice, so respectful, mm-hmm. that is the sign of like, you know, these girls, you know what? I'm going to call it right now. Michaela, help me to it. I think Auburn is going to walk away this coming season as national champions. And if they don't, I will eat crow live on video. <laughs> Shout out Wendy Williams. Shout out to Wendy Williams. <laughs> Straight up. I will eat crow live on this podcast. I'm not even kidding. I will find a crow somehow. Yeah, they definitely have. Um, they're ready. Because they have that fire. They, they, they came this close. This close. And I'm telling you, like, oh, you, girl. KJ Kindler, did your thing? Thank you. Bye. I I want that for them this season. I want mm. that for them. You ask they Michaela. want that. I, yeah. Speaking of OU, I just want for OU to, you know, I just don't like when teams win and other teams are doing, like, way harder difficulty and they're doing, like, way easier things. And, you know, they're getting 9, 9, 7, 5. It's 9, 10s doing, like – half the damn skills that, you know, I just don't like that. Like, something needs to be done about that. Like, the, it needs to be an equal 
Tiki's gone again. There is needs there needs to be an equal level of difficult difficulty across the board. Like the is, what they, if everybody's going to open their routines doing two deep passes, then that needs to be the standard, right? Then like or like let those two let those ten point routine let those routines with two deep passes get like a nine point seven, and you know give the tens to you know. The routines with two e passes. What did Bert Vickerman say? And stick it. Clean routines are guaranteed to stick, and that's been that's been KJ Kendler's ammo, like from the beginning. Ammo from the beginning. E pass and modus operandi. It's just it's just, it's just not fun as a fan. Under it's like it's like it's it's hard to understand when you have some girl who's doing her your chinko. Tuck one and a half, getting a ten, but then you have a girl doing the Yurchenko laid out one and a half, getting a nine point nine five, and you look at the ball, and it's far superior. You can't understand why. In the nationals, I'm gonna, I mean, like, yeah, it's, Auburn I, was underscored terribly, but so was a lot of the girls. I, I think on day two, they definitely were. They were, they were scoring our girls like they yep. were some newcomers. I, I definitely felt well, that. Tell, tell the people, and I was just like, I wasn't understanding. If you don't mind, tell that. the people what happened with the hotel situation, just so they understand like how the NCAA set this up or how they thought it was going to go. Because that, 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 you told me this. And so I was like, this, yeah, because when they somebody would um, stop us and they was like, you know, the way that they have the girls set up um, in which hotels. Like, I didn't know they had some teams in one hotel and they had some teams in the other. Like, I just assumed that everybody was in the same hotel. And and she was just like, no, the girls that are in the other hotels are the girls that they expected to make the final four. And the girls that were in the hotel that we were in were not expected to make the final four. And I was like, what? And I thought about it and I looked, I was like, yo, that's crazy. So, I, I, so who was see, in the final that, four hotel? Kind of Florida, Michigan, OU, and I think Alabama was in there. Mm. Alabama was in there. And then they weren't. They were. They didn't expect Auburn to make the final. No, that's Michaela. I was like, I they know Auburn gonna make it. I rode hard for Auburn the entire time. And yes, he did. Then Michigan faltered. Darion went in there like we going. Darion was like we going. Like she wasn't hearing nothing else. We're going. And that's the little champion. Like that. That was it. That was her goal, and that that was her. <laughs> that was her plan. And you know, and people were like, "Well, you just you know, you can't just say that because that's arrogant." She was like, "You think I worked this hard just to come up in here and say we might make it?" She was like, "No, I worked too hard for this. We're going to next. We're going to the final four, and that's just what it is." Like that's her mindset. And I've always taught her to speak things into existence. Like she has a whole vision board. She writes stuff down in her journal. Like if you watch her during competition, she's pacing I back. Saw and that. And I saw that. Because you told me that. She's, she's visualizing her routine. Exactly what she yeah. did. I told me, I'm like, look, look, the journal's out. The journal is out, girl. The journal yeah. is out. Yeah. Matter of yeah. fact, let me show you this real and quick. She, she, she manifests everything. Can please? Um, my one-year-old, almost one-year-old. He's right here. Let me show you what I have hanging up on my wall. Let me move this before I do my beer. Because I, I started a new job, y'all. I, I'm drinking a beer like a grown-up. Thank you. 
Let me show you what's on my wall right now. It, there it is. She's up there. I hung it up. I have to. I have to hang it up. Keep calm and dare on, please. <laughs> Available at a merch store. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to buy the shirt. Oh, oh, right. And I have. Oh, I'm getting the Leanne Wong one framed um, next week. I have a surprise so for you. A surprise for you when we finish this. Well, before we finish it, I want to surprise you with something. So, you know, it's it's okay. a surprise because yeah. Okay. So you guys, I love you all so much, but I do have to go to work tomorrow. Me too. But, but Big you know. So let me surprise you with it now. Um, yes. I wanted to, because you know we are the the podcast that gives back. So. In the name of our podcast and of everything that, that you, you've done for us, I want to donate a full scholarship to Fisk's um, camp. Much like because Christina Chauvinet told us to pay it forward, she did the challenge. So we uh, here at We Love the Nessus are going to be donating. I, I, I don't know how. I tried to look on the website. don't know how, but we'll get together. So we are donating a, a scholarship to the camp in the name of We Love Gymnastics. Oh, that's so sweet. Because, again, Thank we want you. to keep the sport, the, Thank the, you. the sport melanated. We want to really pay it forward for the next generation. And so I want to say it live right now that we're going to do that. Just just tell me how to do it. And I'll, I'll do it right now. How, how do we do this? Okay. Um, I would have to, let me get with Darren and find out um, where you have to send that or who you have to send we, it we, to. We really, we really want to do that because, so. again, we are all, we're all done. You know, we're going to go on. Life goes on. But to any other gymnast who is coming up in the sport, who wants to really like doesn't have the opportunity to afford for this, we want to give them that opportunity. So right, right. Thank you, thank you. Yep, we appreciate it. And just um, Michaela, are you still there? She's frozen, like Madonna. So yeah. uh, Tiki, tell the people how they can you know follow you reach you, whatever that may be. Oh, um, well, people can't really reach me, but I'm, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if anybody needs to email me, it's Tiki Goburn at Gmail, or they can message me on Facebook. Um, I think I'm under yeah. Tiki Goburn, or no, it's Tikisha Goburn. And then it's Tiki Goburn on Instagram. And you can so. follow Darion and Derek like, on all the socials. Yes. Um, Derek is under, I think he's under Sir Indigo on Instagram. He's under Derek Goburn Jr. on Facebook. All of his music is Derek Goburn Stream Jr. it, buy it. Um, Honestly, you will not regret it. It's, it's, his Christmas album is, is amazing. Yeah. And honestly, he is probably, not just because I'm a friend or anything like that, but honestly, having listened to the work, one of the most underrated artists out there. Stream it. Share it, please, because, look, all it takes is this, and that boy's going to be launched into right. stardom. Right. And it's crazy because, you know, he has a lot of deals that they offer him in, like, Japan. Um, so I think he's going to end oh, no, up no, no, going no, no. there. Yeah. No, you should do yeah. it. You know why? Because Japan, they, Japan, Brazil, and um, what's the other country? Uh, Japan and Brazil, they'll blow someone up. Yeah. They love they love his music, and I keep telling him just go ahead and get your passport and go over there. No, you and should just, do it. You know, just Christina Aguilera did that. Yeah. Um, the, 
Mm. I'll, I'll talk to you out. We'll move in a second. Okay. Yes. But um, thank you so much for coming. I mean, I, I texted, I was like, if you're bored, come talk gymnastics with us. So thank you yeah. for I had just walked in the door. So I was like, there's Michaela. Timing. So, um, yeah. And I think um, Darion's coaching next week. But when she comes back from that camp, then we'll, we'll sit down so we, we can get you guys to talk with her. I know yeah. we've been trying to get that done for a while but she's just she's been, been booked and busy and, and beautiful like come on to, now yeah a boss babe yeah but she's ready now yeah she's ready now so thank so, you so much we'll Michaela, any parting words i just would like to say everybody that um happy pride happy, happy pride happy juneteenth juneteenth is coming up it's um, in two days i know we've been promising you guys a pride episode it's still in the work I don't know what it's going to be about now because the no, graphics are snatched, honey. I made this cute gra- girl. Let me tell you, my state of Florida is losing their goddamn mind, and I'm about to move up out of this bitch because they just they're going too far. I'm about to move out of Texas. Let me tell you that much. Just, going too far. Mm. Anyway, that's it on that note. Love you guys. Uh, if you read the ticker at all. Love you too. Just, you know, go get, do the things, follow the things, follow all of us. And just remember, if you are, are feeling kind of down about yourself or anything like that, look in the mirror and be like, you know what? I may not be it, but someday I will be it. A work in progress is better than no work at all. Period. Absolutely. Love you guys. Absolutely. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Thank you. Bye.